When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick. Carries a one-time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. I thought I saw a pussycat. We're talking cats. I'm talking tigers. I'm talking Bengals. That's right. The Bengals are traveling to the Bay to host uh, to face the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be a rumble in the jungle or however you want to look at it because it's about to go down. And I got John Chapman here because today's his day and I can't wait because we're going to talk about Steve Wilkes and getting this 49ers defense back to dominating once again. Stick around right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. To the song in the background, I'm JC. What's going on, baby? Dude, Wayne Breezy on the field and in the bleachers. What else hey! you want, man? I miss what the else bleachers, you want? man. I miss the bleachers, John. I do. I I'm it. the least fan of bleachers in the world. In the world, they are the worst. They're the worst. Anyway, as a former track coach, spending Saturdays <laughs> twelve plus hours in the freaking bleachers, terrible, terrible, terrible. But it's Friday. I'm here with you, man. Couldn't be happier. Nowhere else I'd rather be. Excited to talk Niners because it's a short week. We crammed a whole bunch of content into one week. We got this game right here. It's rebound time, even though – oh, we switched up the hat. That's a business hat, ladies and gents. Look at that. He looks hey, better in this hat than I do. No, you I, – I'm loving the Alameda <laughs> hat. Uh, listen, yours looks fresh to death, like a million bucks. But I, I didn't want you to stop talking. I just wanted to switch the cap, give out the shout-out, the promo. Listen, go to residency.com. Use promo code SFBREEZY. Get your residency caps. It's almost, if you're on the East Coast, it's about to be, it's winter season. It's on its way. They got the scullies. They got the, whatever y'all call them out on the West Coast. Get your joints, man. Get them now. Use that promo code SFBREEZY today. Right now. 
It's Friday. It's payday. Just got paid. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do John, it. Let's do finish. It, I'm, I didn't want you to stop. I just was going to switch I it just, up. here's the, this week has been weird because if we set the stage last week, you lost to a team, bad weather on the road, everything went bad, and you lost. And so then you play a bad team in the Minnesota Vikings on the road again, prime time, and everybody's thinking the Niners are going to come out pissed off, make a statement, do all those things. And the same result took place. So now it started a trend. Shout out to the old major league, right? We've won one. When you win two, that's start of like that's a streak. The streak's going the wrong way. You got to halt the streak. You can't go five and three. I understand the Brock Purdy stuff. That's in limbo. Don't give a damn. Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy. You know I don't. I don't care who the hell's back there. Uncle Rico, you're the better team. You got to go set the stage and you're at home. And on top of being at home, I am the, I'm wearing a candlestick crown, like ballpark shirt, right? I, I didn't know this news. John Lynch goes on KNBR today. Here we They're going to have not one, but two Super Bowl teams there on the sidelines with Eddie DeBartolo and 100 alumni celebrating Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23 against the Bengals. This shit personal. This is personal. So, Nostalgia, I don't care. I hate the Bengals. We have always destroyed the Bengals. It's time to get right. It's time to get right. Let's talk about it because Eddie D will be in the place to be with that Super Bowl, what, 16 oh, and 23, those trophies from those two games where the Niners defeated the Bengals not once but twice. Oh. Like, how how important? I, I don't I know, and I know there's gonna be others in attendance. But how important is this game and the meaning behind these two teams? Because there's not just history from regular season. There's Super Bowl history. And I feel like Eddie D, and he's going to bring those Super Bowl aspirations to the 49ers just to remind them, like, there's a there's a higher purpose. What, what do you think? What, what, what do you think? I think whenever I think Eddie DeBartolo, the first thing that comes to mind is first class. You know, he was one of the very first in the NFL that brought about excellence and everything. Take care of your people. Right. And you ask anybody that's ever played for Eddie D, they're all going to say first class. That's the first thing. Take care of your people. You travel best. You fly first class. You get your own hotel room. We're not doing dorms. We're we're taking care of who we are. And I do feel like Jed York, John Lynch, and Kyle Shanahan have been really, really good at upholding that. We take care of our people. You know, just recently, um, the Athletic, I believe it. No, the NFLPA this offseason went through and polled all their players and had them vote on how things are. And the 49ers were top 10 in almost every single category. It matters. The culture that you create, what you invest in, that matters. And the 49ers have done a really good job. We've paid. We've built from within. Yeah, we brought in some talent as well. Javon Hargrave, Charvarius Ward, traded for Trent Williams. But the bulk of this roster is drafted, developed, and re-signed. So these games mean something more than just a bunch of mercenaries because that's not the way we've built this team. And that's not the way Super Bowl 16 or Super Bowl 23 teams were built either. It was drafted, developed, and kept and bring up together. So it's when the times get tough, family sticks together. And that's what this game kind of is to me. It's not even a conference game. It's not like if I'm ranking, okay, there's like 10 games left in the season, which is crazy. This isn't even going to be top seven games as far as most important to me that you have to win because of the way standings go with tiebreakers and whatever else. But you throw all that out the window. I don't care. You don't lose three in a row. You don't lose three in a row. Back period. To the wall. Come out swinging. Yeah, like period, right? Like for me, that's the first thing. Like, all right, let's stop the bleeding by any means necessary. Bleeding mean losing, right? You lose two in a row. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's that's got to be the ultimate wake up call because John, it's not just about losing three in a row. No. It's losing three in a row. And then going into a bye, which means it's a whole nother week. You got to live with losing a third game in a row. So so the 49ers are going to, I mean, they, they, they Eddie, I, I like the fact that they're going to have the alumni there. And, and most importantly, Eddie D, 
who is definitely like a he's a 49ers legend pioneer with two of those lombardis against this team now i do that's crazy again it's crazy listen i just feel like these games even though, like, what's the record between? It's four and eleven. Are the Niners, the the Niners winning. Oh, we've got thirteen to four. Thirteen to four, because you added the Super Bowls. Gotcha. Oh yeah, those yeah count. yeah yeah those yeah. Count. No five doubt. Times five. Absolutely. Regular regular season record. Niners are eleven. Uh, uh, they have eleven wins. You add in the two Super Bowls is thirteen. When I look at these games, though, I'm looking at the scores and I'm like, oh man, like, they're they're relatively close. Yeah. Like la- last year, rep- I mean, and excuse me, 2021, December 12th, 23-26. Overtime. Overtime. Do you? Do and you that f- was the arrival point of the Bengals. That was like, the arrival point of the Bengals, correct. Th- that's when they went on to, you know, I think they went to the Super Bowl and lost that year to the Rams. And they just, that was like Joe Burrow's like, all right, I'm here. And, you know, he's got his famous quote where they asked him, like, how long is the Super Bowl window open for the Bengals? And Joe Burrow said, as long as I'm here. Like, I'm the biggest Joe Burrow fan, and I hate Ohio State. I hate LSU. I can't stand either one of those two schools. They're just, sorry, Peachy, I love you. But Ohio State's dog trash. can't stand them. But (laughs) I understand they're very good. I just don't like them. Um, But I love Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. And when people were doing all their comparisons and Brock Purdy's, you know, all that stuff, the two comparisons I go back to is Drew Brees, you know, primetime Drew Brees or a little lesser Joe Burrow. Like, and, and I don't mean that as an insult, but Joe Burrow is freaking awesome. And he can will his team to wins consistently just because of his mentality and the moxie. And that's one of the overlaps that we have with Brock Purdy. Is he going to play this week? I don't know, mm. but We'll see. We'll see there. We'll see. Listen, you you mentioned you mentioned Joe Burrow, and when I think of Joe Burrow, I think of his I would say his 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 arch nemesis on the 49ers and Nick Bosa. Like so, they're great friends. Yeah, they talk all the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, and they go way 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 back, right? And so, this could be a this is going to be a really good game. Like I think it's going to be a really good game, and I I just think that the Niners, you know. You know, in all three phases, they're going to have to bring their A-plus games. And if you can even say fourth phases, because you can talk about coaching. But I'm happy that Eddie DeBartolo is going to actually be in the place because this can be some of the juju or the vibe-isms that the Niners just need to get back on course. You, you know what I mean? We got a super chat contribution from our brother, Nick. The Godfather. The Godfather. He said, what's up, bros? I was blaming the defense. Uh, the Vikings lost, but have been convinced the offense is more to blame by Chapman and Crocker. We've won the last nine games against Cincinnati, including two Super Bowls. Let's make it 10. And, you, you know, I like this, but it just seems that history doesn't favor the 49ers. Has it this season? You know, you go back to the Vikings game. History says we should have whipped they tail. Kirk Cousins sucks on Monday Night Football. Uh, it's a bunch of history, but it it broke. Like they they changed it. Same thing with the Browns. I it's just weird. Like how how are you feeling about that in particular? Just the history of the two teams. Yeah, it it's kind of weird right now because I was going into this game and writing you know my preview script and all that stuff, and my whole thing was throw everything out. I don't give a damn who they got playing. I don't care about their injury report. I don't care. I don't care about bye week. I don't care. The Niners need to focus on themselves. The Niners just need to be themselves and do their thing, and they can beat anybody they play against, namely the Bengals this game. But then but then, you get this news. You're bringing out the history, history of this matchup. You're bringing out the connections. You talked about Nick Bosa and Joe Burrow, right? Last time they played, Joe Burrow had two sacks, Two quarterback hits, two tackles for loss. It's been a minute since we've seen a Nick Bosa game like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm stuck. And I, I think the 49ers players are too because it's like we don't care about all this stuff. We just need to go out and handle our business. But then it's like, oh, 100 former alumni are going to show up. And so, yeah, you're right, man. It, with If we're writing the script, the 49ers definitely should have won the last two games. But it's getting weird, and we're in spooky season. 
and weird stuff happens. Yeah. You got to kind of clear all that out. Just take care of your own damn business. I don't care if Sam Darnold's back there again. We are the better team, period. 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 I mean, and it's a, it's a peer, you could you, or you can say it more with exclamation, like we are the better team, and we have been the better team up until a certain point. Like whether it's a slow start to the game, or and just not being able to close out a game. That's kind of what I'm getting from the 49ers. Look, they fumbled the ball in both games. I tell you what, eliminate the fumble, and we might just have a totally different trajectory for the 49ers. Just Man, eliminate I, those fumbles. I, I I was sitting in that stadium, and we're walking through the stadium. We're partying with Vikings fans all weekend. Amazing city, ama- amazing fan base. And every person we talk to, man, I just hope y'all don't blow us out that bad. I hope y'all don't embarrass us. And you go into the game, we get the pick. Charvarius Ward gets the pick. And it's just like, oh, boy, here it goes. That was the sentiment until the CMC fumble. And once that fumble happened, it went to level 100. Mm-hmm. They went crazy, and they never stopped being crazy. Like, that was the – they flipped the switch. The fans, the stadium was electric from that point on. We had the opportunity to take them out, and we didn't capitalize. And that energy, they fed off at the players. And I'm a big believer in momentum. I know not everybody is. But, yeah, I, that that was that was the defining moment. CMC even said, you put this loss on me, which I really respect. Yeah, 100%. And and when you look back at it, I know it was early enough. The 49ers could have rebound, but they can't rebound. It's hard to rebound from momentum on the road, right? If it was at home, possibly, uh, because the fans would have been able to, you know, find a way to put some more energy into the players. But on the road, it's tough when you're facing the opposing fan base, the screaming, the yelling, the cheering, the cursing. Like, just the energy, period, right? And so, like, I do respect Christian McCaffrey for that, you know, but to criticize, you got to – you can't fumble the ball. Like, you're getting paid a lot of money. You're the best running back in the league, and you can't put the ball on the ground, CMC, any at any given moment. Like, but damn sure you can't put it on the ground in the, in red, the zone. red zone. Yeah, and then that's not the first time. It's the second time he's it's done the that second this year. Time. Back-to-back losses, and back-to-back games where you intercept the ball, return it to opponent's field position, and get zero points. I love it. Good teams capitalize on that. That's complimentary football. The defense served up on a platter. And Nick said earlier, you know, Crocky and Chabot have told me this might be a little bit more even blame or more on the offense than the defense. I'll tell you right now, if the defense gives you possession, in the opponent's territory, and you come away with zero points? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know an al- analogy to make that make sense. That was that- my that was my biggest gripe. That that was my biggest gripe because the offense failed to capitalize two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, they failed to capitalize off of a gimme, and then we get mad at the defense when they miss a tackle, give up an explosive play, because we're just not used to seeing our defense do those things. But they're on the field more than what they need to be on the field for. And and, and just to give a quick uh, shout-out to the defense, I don't know if you've made mention of this, but I've been trying to explain that the defense, yeah, looked bad for spurts, but, I mean – you, you get to the end of the game. No more explosive runs. No more explosive plays in the air. Did they make mistakes? For sure. But they clamped down and started limiting these teams to th- field goals. Field goals. Which, if teams score field goals, you're expecting your offense to put up touchdowns. You would win every single time. Let's talk about this defense. And, and before we do, we got one more Super Chat contribution I definitely want to read right now. Shout out to 49ers. Robe. Love it. Man. 
I love this dude, man. He, he promotes everybody. He promotes everybody, everybody. equally too. Like Appreciate I'm trying to you, figure man. out how he gets the equal distribution out people. there at all times, you know, uh, and we appreciate him. Uh, Joe Burrow is getting the ball out quick, which the Niners defense should be used to by now. Like it's week eight. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised the pass rush doesn't get home. If they don't get it, it could be a long day, John. Yeah, you look at, you know, they were talking to the Thursday night football game and they were like, oh, this is the fastest that, you know, Josh Allen's ever gotten the ball out in his career. And it was like 2.6 seconds. And I was like, Kirk Cousins had 2.4 against us. Like, <laughs> like every team, and we've talked about it over and over and over again. Every team. Their entire MO against us, get the damn ball out quick. And I think there's two reasons why you do that. One, Nicholas Bosa, right? That's a big deal. But number two, and I think... This is my biggest complaint of Steve Wilkes, and it doesn't match social media and what everybody else out there. The blitzing isn't the issue. Was that a dumb call? Yes. Could it have been an interception? Yes. But it was still a dumb call. We only blitzed nine times. It's not like we're over blitzing. We blitzed nine times. My biggest problem with Wilkes is that we are telegraphing our coverage early straight out of the huddle and we're not adjusting to audibles. That's my number one thing. When you're playing a veteran like Kirk Cousins or Joe Burrow, who hasn't been around as long, you break the huddle, and he could say, all right, we got quarter palms, we've got a cover six, we've got whatever, and then you adjust, and the defense just sits there and lets you adjust without making any corresponding adjustments. That's my biggest complaint. We're not doing it every play, but sometimes we are just telegraphing exactly what we're doing, and we allowed Kirk Cousins just to adjust. Oh, we're doing a hitch route over here. We're doing a quick route out there. That's my biggest complaint about our defense currently. It's a small gripe, and I hate that that, that should be the narrative that's out there um, instead of that one freaking play, which was a bad play. It was bad. I'm not trying to give him a pass on that, but – it's weird how everybody just took this one simple concept, and maybe that's wise because it's simple and people that don't watch the games can grab hold of that. Mm -hmm. But it's the telegraph coverage that's my biggest concern. I have all the faith in the world in Steve Wilkes. That dude is the godfather of DBs. He's going to figure it out. And our defense hasn't even been that bad. <laughs> no, because we're going to go over where our defense is currently you know, ranked uh, as far as total defense, as far as you know, passing, rushing. And scoring top three, right? Oh, so so like okay, like and and Fernando, this is what was scratching everybody's head, and I didn't like it either. It it confused the hell out of me, and there and and we're trying to figure out. And I see a lot of comments in the chat, John, that are saying, "Well, well, why does Steve Wilkes Steve allow his his defenders, his DBs, to play so daggone far off?" You know, like, okay, you don't want to give up the big explosive play, but you still give it up if they make a switch or run a double move or like you're still giving up an explosive play. So why not play a little bit more press, especially on third? And my thing is on third down, like, just drop, drop eight back. Just yeah. drop them back. Vikings did it to us nonstop. They either drop, blitz five or they dropped eight. Drop eight. Like, like, and, and so to me, that's my gripe. And so, like, these third and 12s, excuse me, these third and longs, one was a third and 12. I get it. I get the frustration from you, Fernando. I was frustrated, too, because it's a third and freaking 12. They yeah. only, they, yo, why? You give up the underneath route and you attack. Like, why were we so far back? Which, 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 in, in favor TJ TJ Hawkinson caught the underneath, but why were we so far away from him to not make that tackle? That's not on Wills. That is no, not on that's Wills. on the players. I know that was on not, Fred Warner. That was that on was Fred 100 percent on Fred Warner, who's an all-star and my defensive player of the year. Like he's in the conversation, top three, top four. Brain and, farts. Tell yeah, me. I mean, you even see him in the play where he turns and looks behind him, and we've got double coverage on the guy that's just a clear out route. It's not even he's not even running a route. The guy that just screamed straight down the 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 seam route didn't even turn around and look at Kirk Cousins. It's a clear out route and it worked. Yeah, safety, safety, or sorry, safety, corner, and Warner all went with him. He's not even running a route. 
and Hawkinson right underneath it. And so people getting upset at Wilkes about that, a lot of that's on the players. And I, Fred Warner corrected it, but still. Yeah, yeah, but he gave up a big play, kept his Huge. defense on the field. Next thing you know, they're giving up points, right? And so Don't Bother Me has a Super Chat contribution, man. He says, if, if the defense plays bad, is Wilkes on the hot seat? No. And I no. agree. No. And we just kind of explained it, right? The biggest issue for me, John, on the defense wasn't Steve Wilkes. The biggest issue was the 49ers not executing properly defensively. They did fix it. They did get a chance to correct it throughout the game. I thought they were better in correcting their mistakes than the offense was because they're more of a react type of situation, you know, opposed to having to make sure they run the right route, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But this, to me, I don't think Wilkes would be on a hot seat. He just had an all-out blitz, and that was probably the worst play call at that moment because of the amount of time that was on the clock and the simple fact that you, you can't miss on this. And even on that play, if you go back and watch the All-22, it was the right call, even though it was the wrong call. But guess who failed to execute on that play? Two of the blitzers didn't even blitz. They for, they were, like, lost. It's like they started but dropped back. Like, you can't be hesitant on an all-out blitz. It's hike, go. It's hike, go. You go. Yeah. Execution. Here's the thing. If I asked you, the 49ers lose back-to-back -back games. The defense gives up 22 and, what was it, 17 points? Is that right? 19 points? What, what mm -hmm. am I missing here? What? Whose fault is that? The defense gave up 22 and 19 points, and we lost two games. We lost both those games. Whose fault is that? I, I don't know who the hell is going to say it's on the defense. They're, they're, they're not giving up the points. That's why they're I'm not, saying it's, it's been don't break. Like they're, they're, keeping, they're keeping close to their average. You pitched a shutout in the fourth quarter. They scored zero points, and, and nobody cares. We because are of the one the bomb. Points allowed. It was a 60-burger bomb touchdown. No. That screwed every uh, that screwed all of us up. It did. It it it, it, did. it it hit us in the gut. It's the gut blow. Terrible. But at the same time, you can't discount the first five games where no. the defense was lights out. Right. Like you can't do that. And so is there a hot seat? No. We've never seen Shanahan be this hot head that just, you know, throws people off his staff and what that's not a thing. You don't do that to somebody like a Steve Wilkes. He's done a good job. You blanked him in the fourth quarter. It's already been fixed, ladies and gentlemen. I like these it's questions. It's already been fixed. I feel like there's been a bunch of questions, John. We're going to turn this show into a Q&A show at some yeah. point. Feel free to keep the Super Chats coming in, but if I see something, I'll go ahead and pull it up. Kali, he says, who fault is it allowing 160 rushing yards to Cleveland? A lot of missed tackles. A there lot of missed tackles. But that's uh, not Steve Wilkes. That's no, not Scheme. That's not Steve Wilkes. The screen game you could put on Wilkes because he got caught he, two blitzes he, versus two screen. Blitzes. That was huge. Yeah. But, no, the rushing early on, that was huge. And it was delays, and it was screens, and it was all those things. That's huge. So, yeah. It was like the – it's one more thing. That's on Oren Burks. That's on right. Drake Greenlaw not being Drake Greenlaw, right, now. right. Plus, on top of that, I mean, I was watching the defensive line. Like, I was watching offensive linemen, like, just get to the linebackers. Like, that can't happen. We did, it's happened before. It's happened under D'Amico, and Fred Warner looked terrible. Remember? Remember? Y'all forget that. Y'all forget. So the defensive linemen, they got to be better. They got to be better shedding blocks, holding, sustaining, making sure that those linebackers can get through these gaps, take the right gaps, take the right moves. Like, Fred Warner, I believe, on in the last game against, um, against the Vikings, after the 19-yard game, that was their biggest run. After that, they fixed it. So I yeah. feel like, you know, it's run blitzing. It's knowing when to call it. It's it's a bunch of stuff, but the players still aren't executing. Let's talk yep. about this defense right now. Let's talk about the 49ers defense. John, let's talk about where they are. Like, they're still a top 10 defense in the oh, NFL. Yeah, the rankings have them top three in almost everything. 
And, you know, you look at last year, this is the problem, right? The context is always the issue. And I saw somebody say we got spoiled with Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans, and we did. They're incredible. I think D'Amico's already might be a top 10 coach in the NFL head coach-wise. But we're compared it to last year, right? So let's talk about last year. Let's do it. We got steamrolled week six and week seven. We were at the Falcons game together, saying cuss words. We gave up 72 points in those two games and lost both of them. This time we give up 40, what, 41? And we lost both of them. We so we improved. 72 points in back-to-back weeks. Last year with D'Amico, with the number one defense, and people are just like, oh, I don't remember that. I remember the Falcons freaking steamrolling us and Marcus Mariota having one incomplete pass against us and being the NFC player of the week against us last year. And we we forget these things. It was his and only good game all season it was. long. I'm the biggest anti-Marcus Mariota guy ever. You don't quit on your team and walk away like that. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe he got a job ever again in the NFL, but whatever. Not saying he shouldn't have had surgery, but you at least talk to your team and be a man. You don't tell you get benched and just leave and never see anybody again. That was, ugh. I, I still get people with mad every time I say that, but go have your surgery, but you can still be a part of the team. Don't be, anyway, sorry. I, I got you. Uh, but yeah, this team's fine. We're still a top five unit. Have you had trouble back-to-back weeks? Yes, but the sky is not falling. The sky is not, and if we played complimentary football, if the special teams held up their end of the bargain, which Mitch Wisnowski's killing it, Jake Moody's your guy. He's missed way too many kicks so far, but he was great the first five weeks. He's similar to where the defense is. Yeah, he's had back-to-back bad weeks. But if special teams or offense did their damn job, it's not an issue. You can't have all three have struggling games together. It's complimentary football. What's up, Brian? You, you, you know, I. it is. Like, I, I agree with you 100%. It just, you know, from, from looking at it from a live perspective, you know, when Fernando talked about, you know, the third down, that's an issue. So, so that has to be figured out. And we're going to be playing in high-powered. I would say this may be the most high-powered offense because they seem now to be clicking. Um, but they did they did go on a break, and sometimes they, they may come out to a slow start. You know what I mean? I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So my question, John, then is how are the 49ers, how will Steve Wilkes, right, get his defense back on track to getting back to football, right? Getting back to that 49ers gridiron, fly to the ball, wrap and tack, back to the motherfreaking basics. I feel like that's where we are. I don't know why, but that's where we are. How we get back to the basics? Yeah, it's a short week. So, like, this idea of, like, installing all this new stuff or changing and, you know, we need to – that's difficult to do on a short week. The bye week's coming. I don't think there's going to be a lot of changes. Will there be a blitz late the second quarter? Probably not. You can bring five. You can even bring six. But bringing seven, probably not going to see that. Um, I think we're going to be more vanilla. I, I think that should be the plan. I just hope we try to disguise the coverages on the outside a little bit more. You show press, you bell as soon as the snap, you show off, you attack as soon as the snap, you you, you do some of those things, simple things. It, that would help us a lot out. But I, I, I don't think there's going to be drastic changes. I, I don't think that you could do that on such a short week right before a bye. I think that's malpractice. I think that would get you into more trouble. So you just go back to the basics. You practice some simple, simple, simple things. Calm down on the defensive line stunts. I'm getting kind of tired of those. We're doing it too much. Yes. Um, it, it's just you slant an offensive line into a stunt, plays over. And so I know it works sometimes, and I don't mind doing it every now and then. We are stunting more than ever. Again, this would be another wellhead. This should be the critique of Steve Wilkes, but it's not. Um, I, I don't know. Those, those are the things I want to fix. Less stunts, disguise your coverage a little bit better. That will fix so many of these issues. Can I ask a question? To, what, what would be – okay. What would be a drastic change, though? Like, So what would be something you spec you, – you would – if you had the time and it wasn't a short week – what would be a drastic change? You can go to your 5D line front. You go to your 5D line front. That could be a drastic change. Or you go to a 3-safety look. You stay in your 4-3. Three, 
Um, have we you know, seen it, it this year? We've we we seen the five. We've we seen the five too. We saw yeah. it in training camp. Um, I felt like we've seen the five two yeah, we, linemen. They did it. They did it one time last week, and so that's something that you could do as well. And they pulled Drake Jackson and they put um, Randy Gregory out there, which was key. Um, so, I mean, there's some things that you could do to throw some change-ups out there, which it seems like we do that almost one series a game. But, yeah, I don't know. You don't want to go to more man. That's not who we are. That's not our identity. And Nick Bosa had the comment that really irked me the wrong way. He's like, yeah, we used to be a bring-four team, and that's just what we did. Oh, my God, it irked you too? I Wait a minute. Because oh I'm gosh. going through film, and I'm like, oh, we're bringing four people, and nobody's getting there. We're bringing four people, and nobody's getting there. We're bringing four people, and nobody's getting there. And so I get that Nick Bosa is frustrated, and oh he's incredible. I thought, but... was something was, I thought something was wrong with me. I thought something was wrong with me. That was the only piece of the presser that bothered me. It was yeah. out of all the players. It was the only thing that bothered I didn't even like his next locker room presser. Like, I'm, I, Nick, you're better. You got to go out so there and good. just be, just be better. Just be better. Just you, you don't got to say that because it was kind of like he was throwing his coach somewhat under the bus. And then I'm like, well, then why are you not winning one on ones? There you that go. Was, that was my question. That would have been my follow up question. I would never get or keep a beat writing job because the moment I hear something that sounds weird to me, I will have the follow up question loaded, locked, ready to go, bro. But I love Nick Bosa. I don't want people I do to think too. I don't. And I'm looking at this right here. So 36 dropbacks. We didn't I love, blow. I love we dropped four. All right. So 36 him. pass attempts for Kirk Cousins. Guess what? Zero sacks. Zero sacks. <laughs> he had a 92.6 passer rating. That's where they got their touchdown. Like, I, I, I don't. You can say whatever you want, but he's not winning one on now, and I'll say this too. He does get to the Bosa's quarterback. not getting one-on-ones on pass plays. And one of my new things is I could tell you if it's a run or a pass play based on who's blocking Nick Bosa. Absolutely. If he gets chipped or doubled, it's a pass play. If he gets a one-on-one, it's a run a play. Run play. And this is why Nick Bosa is so damn good against the run because he finally goes against one person. I'm not I'm not a Nick Bosa hater. I freaking love this dude. I've got oh, his jersey. Oh, absolutely not. My son is jersey. He's one of my favorite players ever. But at the same time, it's like, Come on, man. And it's not so much on both, it's on the other guys. You gotta win one-on-ones. And, and they're and, not. And, and 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 I and I agree with that 100 percent I mean, the reason why you have a guy like Nick Bosa, you're expecting, and that's so so during the game, I put out this tweet. Like if I'm John Lynch, and I don't give a fuck who we got in here, if I'm John Lynch, go get me the other elite pass rusher, particularly in speed. I know yes. people want Patrick Sertan and cornerbacks. I don't think that's the issue. I mean, I, 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 we can be better, but I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is when Bosa is being – he's being game-planned against, right, for however you want to look at it, and the other guys aren't getting home. And and, and maybe we just took a decline there. We were, we were banking on Drake Jackson to be something, right? You brought in Cleveland Farrell to be something. He's just an energy guy, and if his energy ain't good, it ain't right. He said that. He said yeah. his energy needed to be good at the beginning of the season. And Cleveland Farrell got 40 snaps to Randy Gregory, 25. Drake Jackson, 15. Like, I know Gregory's only been here two weeks. That needs to be inverted. Randy Gregory is an impact player. Robert Bill, let's get that dude out. Thank you, Steven. Where the speed. hell is he? I asked for speed, and this would be our speed. But for some reason, he's still on the, what, the the IR? Um, yeah, there he's on IR and what's Daryl Luter Jr. is on pup. Right. I do believe next week, the bye week, you activate both those practice windows. But part That's of me, I don't think time. you don't bank. Well, no, that you could activate any time at that point. No, I mean they haven't thought about activating it. That's the that's that's weird. So you I got this happen next week. You got this speed rusher that you drafted in the fifth round, right? Yeah. And 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 clearly we're not getting enough speed from the opposite end. Now, don't get it twisted. If I we can get Montez Sweat, I'm good. I'm golden. I'll buy somebody a ticket. But at the end of the day, you got this kid who can probably come in and get to the quarterback. He's one one job. You can do one thing. That's one it. thing. You, you're not asking him to contain. We didn't know you want him to, but you're asking him to get to the quarterback. They won't know it, and it'll be getting hit with a missile, like a surprise. 
I don't know. I just feel like we still have stuff in the stash, and at some point, yeah, let's see it. We know Drake Jackson ain't it right now. Like we just he's know just that. not. It sucks, John. Like he went out there for his first play and got pancake back to back plays, John. and it was like, dude, you got. I love Drake. I I was the one that wanted that pick. I was saying I'm fine if they trade up for Drake. It just hasn't panned out yet. This has it there. Yeah. He's young, not over for him. It's just right now it's not the time to learn. Yeah, right. Not 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 on this team. Mm. He, he's not going to get the reps to get out there to learn, right? Because that's what he needs. He needs reps, and he's not going to get out there because, you know, we're trying to win, right? We got some a couple of Super Chats we're going to get to. Uh, so, Talking Head, he says, the play calling has been questionable or bad at times, and the D-line has underperformed. But I do think Wilkes is being totally scapegoated. CMC is overused. The offense is gimmicky. Purdy has been bad. John, what do you want to attack first? Uh, whenever you started play call, it was questionable. I thought you were talking about Kyle. Uh, That's what I thought, too. <laughs> but but maybe I, he was because he ended with some Maybe both stuff. did. And so, yeah, play calling in the fourth quarter offensively is bad. Uh, the problem with Wilkes, I don't think the play calling has been bad. You got to throw out that one play. That was terrible. That was terrible. I'm not ex excusing that. But I don't want to summarize his entire play calling based on that one play. The problem is teams have noticed when we're blitzing and when we're off, back to my thing there's I've been saying. There's no disguise. There's you can no call nothing. a screen into an all-out blitz, and we've seen it back-to-back -back weeks happen multiple times each game for gigantic gains because they know it's coming. And so you just check to a screen right into the blitz, and it keeps working. Now, um, CMC is overused. He played every single snap. I don't think that his touches were out – I think CMC should have had four more targets in the past game, wide open after going through film. Just check it down. Purdy being bad, I don't buy that narrative, uh, personally. Um, I, I just do not. Even after the first interception, I thought three of Purdy's best passes all took place after the hit that quote-unquote gave him a concussion. So I don't buy that narrative either. And I understand you can throw the stats up there, but three of his best located passes all game took place after that quarterback sneak. I know that's not going to sell headlines. Maybe I should go the other way, but the film doesn't support that. It really and the one interception to Juwan Jennings was a perfect read, just wasn't executed properly. Executed properly, yeah. Which is what Wade's been saying nonstop. I just, I, but yeah, yeah. I don't think Purdy's been bad. I, no, I don't buy I, that. I I agree. Um, he's had some bad spurts, maybe. Uh, just bad luck too. <laughs> Bad spurts, yes. Yeah, bad spurts. Because when you look at the last game and you say to yourself, damn it, no timeouts, we got to throw, they're playing pass. <laughs> that's where Purdy struggles, and that's where Shanahan struggles. But that Shanahan, Shanahan doesn't have to struggle because have to. all he needs is a check down. And if I watch Christian McCaffrey get open one more time Same and Purdy – I watched the Buffalo Bills do it. I mean, I watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do it last night. And if they had more time, they probably would have scored a touchdown. Like, they just ran out of time. We had enough time. We had way more time than they did. But you know what Baker Mayfield did when that deep throw wasn't down? He's like, I'm not throwing the ball down the field. There's a check down right here. Get me 10, 12 yards, get out of bounds. It's it's simple, comp it's simple math. It's just simple math. And that's – I don't want to blame that on Brock Purdy. If 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 Kyle is telling him what to do, then no, I gotta know. put the we don't know. Okay, but but you get what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. if Kyle is saying, "Yo, this is gonna be the right read. Just make the right throw." But why put him under the pressure when he should be able to have at least two reads? And you you why why are we paying Christian McCaffrey? What was the whole purpose of trading and then paying for him? That's what we need him for. The yeah. checkdown. That's why you said you know. I just love it when we come together and we just have these, you know, train wreck says, Breezy, that, that is on Purdy not throwing the check down. I just don't know. I, I, usually I would say it's on the quarterback, but I, I know Kyle. Yeah. We know Kyle. You and two know of Kyle. his better passes in the second and third quarter, check down wide open. He hits Kittle on the corner route. Check down wide open. He hits Jennings for a 25-yard-plus throw. So, like, it's not like every time he skips the check down, it's bad. It, that's not what it is. It, the one throw to Ray Ray, there was no check down. 
that was like one that of my was, least that favorite was, play calls ever of all that time. was a bad play call like everybody, was, everybody was blanketed you know yeah. they did the bring three drop eight we had you know not, they knew we, we were passing protect we have kittle blocking so we got seven guys blocking they brought three like we should have checked out of that or called it we didn't have a timeout just throw the damn ball away because we got four men out on a route they got eight guys covering everybody's blanketed there was no check down available and so like that was just again you want to talk play calling you're doing max protect against a three-man blitz like what like that's terrible nobody talks about that uh, that's okay um offensive line play gets involved people disappear uh which i get it I, it's, it's hard to pay attention to that stuff but i love it I love it. James Jefferson, do you guys think that Steve Wilkes is still figuring out his defensive personnel? It's a good, good question, though. Uh, D'Amico Sala had these guys for at least a couple of seasons. I remember when Sala was terrible. Yeah, a lot of people wanted him fired about halfway through the year. Yeah. But we wanted Kyle fired last year. You know, and I, I hate giving voice to those critics uh, that just after one play, they're just get them out. Like, that's just not the NFL. And there's going to be bad plays this week. Like the freaking Bengals are electric, electric. I know they haven't been this year with Burrow banked up, but he's healthy now. So, yeah, D'Amico and Sala, they had the opportunity to build together through this. And Robert Sala was, I mean, D'Amico Ryans was here for three years before he stepped into that role. James, wonderful question. Thank you for the support, man. You are incredible. It is different and it does take time. It really, really does. But the... We have the third-ranked defense in the NFL. Third-ranked. Oh, and and since we're talking about that. Golly. I, I, I like this because some of it can tell a story. Now, anything can happen on Sunday. Do you know where the Bengals are ranked offensively in total offense? They're a yards 32nd, offense 28th. They have not been stellar. So their offense, you got 28th, and I mean, yards per game, they're 32nd. And so, like, I'm saying to myself, all right, we're, we're, it's crazy because they just have these, they have these superstars, right? But they really haven't been activated this year. And they're ranked close to the bottom, all right? So 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26 in passing. And that's what we're most concerned of with this team right we're worried about jamar chase t higgins tyler boyd whoever their tight ends are like we're wor irv smith jr like we're worried about jo and joe burrow right and so now they did have a slow start to the season but they're ranked at the bottom passing yeah. and then no don't let me get to rushing you know how many rushing yards they average per game they're they're back 69.8 john nice nice that's 30 first in the league john you know how many points they're scoring per game john not very many 16.7 do you know how many points the 49ers defense is averaging at this current moment 15.6 so if the niners defense and now we're back to the back to our story right. what does the niners defense have to do to make sure that they don't score 15 to 16 points which could be enough because i think the offense is not only struggling i think the offense is struggling because they debo's just not there i don't care if debo gives you 100 yards a game or one yard a game him being there changes, changes up everything. a lot it changes everything and i don't think people understand his role of importance but he's not he's out Period. Yeah, that trade depot crowd disappeared quick, didn't they? Super quick. Yo, <laughs> my overreaction was so bad. I think I lost at least 100 followers on Instagram. I got people questioning my faithfulness. <laughs> like, do you understand how important Debo is to this team? Yeah. I, that's all I was saying. Y'all, everybody wanted him gone. I didn't figure, I couldn't figure out why. Cause, oh, because he's not the same Debo and production wise that's why nobody wants uh nick bosa gone though john right and he ain't producing nowhere near what he did last year right is there a trade nick bosa clause going on out there that i don't know about just curious <laughs> bring it man and, no, and you know i'm just saying like keep the let's be consistent nick bosa not, got two yeah, and a half sacks i don't give a f if they double triple quadruple I, it doesn't matter i don't and, and listen nick bosa 
I'm, I need my Nick Bosa back. I need Bosa back. How do we get Bosa back? That's my question to you, bro. I, I think you quit stunting, which I said earlier. Let him go against a double team and have success. You don't have to do all the TE and ET stunts and all that stuff. Stop doing that because you could just slant and take away half the defensive line, and then, like, that's it. <laughs> the Debo spokesman, I love it. But, I, like, I, that, go ahead. I, Him and I, we go way, way, way back. And Brandon Ayuk and Debo – We've been having this conversation. This is why the, the love is here. Debo was the number one wide receiver. And then I had to come to my I had to come to my senses and I gave him him that and he's been on Brandon Ayuk being number. I gave him Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is the number one wide receiver. And then I said, well, you know what? Debo is the X factor. Like you still need him. Like whether he's wide receiver one, wide receiver zero, two, three, it doesn't matter. You need him. So that's my thing. But you got it. I'm not just a Debo spokesperson. You know, I am Debo spokesperson. You need to pay me because I will. I, I'm going to defend him 100%. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Uh -oh. I need it. I, I love it. Man, could you imagine? So the Bengals lost two games this year, only scoring three points offensively. Are you kidding me? To the Browns. They scored three points against the Browns. Got blown out by 21 points. They scored three points against the Titans. Lost by 26 points. The and who? That's Burrow, Chase. Yeah, the Titans. One of the worst teams in the NFL. Like, this is the NFL. And I understand that we're, oops, sorry. I understand we're a Niner show, and we focus on this one little speck of the NFL out of 32 programs. We focus on one, and a lot of times we lose context. This is the NFL. And could you imagine if the 49ers only scored three points in a game? <laughs> Are you serious? God. Like, oh. we don't do that here. Fire shade ahead, all that stuff. It's Twitter just, would, 49ers Twitter would. Yeah, yeah, it'd be would, bad. Whoo. I would disappear that week. I wouldn't do a show. I would just I would just go into I would Homer Simpson myself. Yeah, it would be bad. But you just got to go out and do your thing. And we can look at these stats which you went through which is crazy to hear. I know. But we were in these positions the last 2 weeks. How bad the Browns couldn't run on anybody. They rushed for 160 yards on us, right? Vikings can't score any points. They they still didn't score a lot of points, but they did score points on us. Even without their best player, you had so. to have known that Kirk Cousins, against his mentor, right, yeah. was gonna have a day. Like I kept saying, you gotta slow him down. We did nothing to slow down Kirk Cousins. We even hit him nine times. Like he got hit, and it just would not slow him down. I'm going to go on camera and say Kirk Cousins might be the toughest sob at quarterback in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. I mean, I respect, you got to respect the play. I mean, I'm putting my kids through college betting against them in prime time, but this one got me. Um, I've made so much money betting against that dude. He's so corny as hell, but I see this comment Which and uh, it, it's talking about the Bengals are three and oh, I didn't even James Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, a, they got a three, the only win three wins Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks. Oh, NFC West. Teams. I'm not smart enough to put that together. Thank you, James. That is a trip. They're about to go for the sweep. And the AFC has dominated the NFC this year so far. And so we'll see. You can't let them go 4 0 against the NFC West. You got to have some pride. You got to so hold it down. We're 1 and 1. We, we, we beat the Steelers on the road. Yep. And we lost to the Browns. We lost to the Browns on the road. But we're home, baby. Yeah. I'm just saying, being home. Gives there you some go. type of an advantage because I know the faithful going to be out there 100,000%. I know the player's going to bring a different juju. They're playing on grass again. F that turf. I'm just saying. Yeah. Look, I know we went to Cincinnati in 2021 and squeaked out a win. I don't think it's going to be no squeaking this week. Oh, plus we're undefeated against the NFC West too. So... Come on, let's talk, talk your talk, baby. <laughs> let's go. I don't care if I got a wedding in about five hours. They will get the horse Wayne Breezy on today. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you just got to go be you. You be you. You know what I mean? Don't worry about not. Don't worry about scheme, but don't dress up who you are. Be who you are. It's back against the wall short week. We're not doing a bunch of fancy stuff. Do you want to execute? You execute, we beat this team by freaking 14 points. Simple. Back to the basics. I feel like the 49ers, I mean, that five-game winning streak, is it possible that it went to 
the team overall, the team's head, right? Because what happened was, and hear me out, John, the only reason why I'm saying is they had to play teams that weren't, that were just going to be scrappy. And those are the worst teams to play against. When teams aren't playing for anything and they're looking to actually kind of like fold, fold their season, and then they come out and get like a, a little something, a little win. Like the Minnesota Vikings, John, I'm okay losing to the Browns, but losing to the Vikings hurt me a little bit more. You want to know why? Because they were under the, you know, assumption that, look, if we don't win, cool. We're going to just, we're going to shut down uh, Justin Jefferson for the season. We're going to let these young guys play. Kurt got to go out there and play. We're not bringing him back. Maybe Kirk Cousins is going to get another deal with the Minnesota Vikings after beating the foot. Like, it just changed everything. And what happens if we see this team in the playoffs? Are you still as confident? Oh, my God, I want it. I want it so freaking bad. <laughs> no way your face looks perfect. If I could pick anybody to play in the playoffs, I want the damn Minnesota Vikings. I don't give a damn what just happened. Oh, my gosh. If as I long could as we're have, at home, I want them. Yeah, I don't care. I, I want to go back to that stadium. That's I don't care. Mm. I, want, uh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But I'll say this. Care. The Bengals are in dead last place. They're in the same place as the Browns were. They're in the same place that the Vikings were. So it, this it, is their get-right game. But it's our get-right game. It's our get-right game. But, but but and I agree. But my thing for the Bengals, they win this team. They win, right? This will get them back into conversation. Yep. We're the conversation team. Oh, you beat the Niners? Let's talk about you. I don't know. Look, look. All right, John. We're going to wrap this up. Niners, Bengals. You talked about the defense. We said that Steve Wilkes is not going to be on the hot streak. You're saying basically to get back on track that the defense need to do a little bit better in disguising. If you're going to blitz, don't show it right away. Like, surprise them. That's what I thought blitzes were. But surprise them here or there. Um, do you think the Niners are going to find a way to get to Joe Burrow in this game? Actually, like, bring him down on the ground. I, I, sacks are, are definitely at an all-time low for this team. And if we do get sacks, I think they come from the interior. But I would love to get your thoughts. Yeah, I, I struggle with the pressure. Um, I, I'm, I'm not seeing it develop unless you tell – like, if you told me the snap counts, that would have changed some things. You tell me about the coverage. I don't want to blitz a lot. That's not what I want to do. And so I want to make them beat us. And our coverage and all those things. So, yeah, I do think we'll get a sack. Joe Burrow's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL since he's come in. Um, so, I, I think we'll get a couple sacks this game. I do. Do I think we're going to just be, you know, knocking Joe Burrow all over the place? I do not. Hmm. I, I do think the Niners win this game, even with Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm not a Sam Darnold, like, fan. I am a fan because he's on my team, but I, I don't, like, have a lot of belief in him. But I don't care. The Niners are a better team than this. We are much more solid foundation than they are. We're at home. We lose this game, Seahawks win. We're not in first place of our division anymore. Oh, That's so a reality. Oh, wow. Wow. So much at stake, right? Um, just a quick injury report. No Debo Samuel. Trent Williams didn't practice all week long. John, what's what's the probability of Trent Williams playing in this game? It might 50, be a 50? true yeah, it might be a true coin flip, a true 50-50 on how he feels. But Jalen Moore played really well last week. Can you get he two did. good weeks out of that? I thought the offensive line overall played really well, not to take away from Jalen Moore. I mean, there was the pressure with Colt McKivis that allowed that that was kind of what led to the sack. You had Charlie Warner miss a block which almost led to a sack. <laughs> But Brock yeah. Purdy was able to run. And that's why, like, I, I need, you know, talking about Brock, right? He needs to get back to, like, just realizing that, look, I'm not going to make every throw. I'm not going to do this. But I can take off and run if something is not looking right. And, yeah. and, and, and know how to be safe about it. Like, he clearly has the wheels. He clearly has the moxie. And I think if Brock Purdy wants to enter that conversation of being elite, like, I know he needs tons of more games, tons of more film or whatever, but he has to continue to make tons more plays. And I think for a lot of people out there, that's the issue. Like, look, can you make a play when there's no play? Can you make a play out of a no play? And we watched him do it, and then we watched him not do it. It was like, dude, you could have just took off. Like, I know that's not what your coach wants you to do, but you want to win this game. And so 
if Trent Williams doesn't play, I did like with Jalen Moore, but he's going to go up against a different monster, right? Like, like Trey Hendrickson is probably going to be on McKivitt's side. I'm kind of nervous about that. Um, how do you think the offensive line holds up against this? their pass rush? They're strong in their pass rush. One of my favorite DCs in the NFL is Lou Anarumo. Um, I'm sure I mispronounced his name, but he's awesome. Um, he's like right. his. My favorite thing about him is he just everything. It's it's the opposite of my complaints this week. Maybe I have a tendency here. You don't know what the hell they're doing at the snap. You don't know. Thanks. Um, thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. And I see you, Corey, in the chat. Um, oh yeah. I I'm not worried about the old line. I'm not worried about the running game. I'm not worried about Debo not playing. I'm not worried about Trent Williams not playing. Yes, no. I want those things to happen, but the 49ers offense has all the damn tools in the world. Use your tools. And just execute. Oh, I see where you're going. Okay. We need some carries from Jordan Mason. There we go. Yeah, we need some CMC touches. in the Debo role, but Jordan Mason, Jordan Mason as a running back. Role. Look, I mean... You, I watched. There was five plays I saw Elijah Mitchell, and even on the touchdown, Elijah Mitchell was on the field, right? We talk about the, the screen pass to CMC, the 35-yard touchdown. Like, I, I'm cool, but Elijah just, if he ain't it, the dude, the dude averaging negative 17 yards a carry, bro. Like, give me the plus guy. Like, like, but I get, what if, what if the reason, and I don't know, and I haven't seen it, is Jordan Mason's pass protection uh, issue he had one pass block snap versus the Bears, and it wasn't good. CMC had a worse pass blocking game against the Vikings. He had a worse pass blocking score. He had 11.1 pass blocking grade. So, but he, he also played more it. snaps, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you put him in there, man, you you're won't. allowed to run him. If you're going to put him in on running plays, put him yeah. in there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you could put release him on a route. Like, you, I you agree. disguise those things. Keep it tight. Keep Charlie Warner in there to block or something along those like you can make it happen jordan mason needs to be on the damn field what's the most predictable thing about tough playoff football teams good defense strong, strong running run games. games we're on the road back-to-back -back weeks listen and, and why not run why why not run the ball on the road and people saying like oh the run game wasn't working no that's wrong you look at the yards per carry it's all the damn quarterback sneaks no the run game was working we had I think it was two out of three CMC runs in the fourth quarter. He only got three were over seven yards to carry. He had one that he got stopped. The other ones were over seven yards to carry. So that narrative does not apply. Talk so about why, the Browns game. We averaged five yards a run. And why no, do we go away from it though? Like I, I, I Shanahan panics, man. Pass, pass, pass. He did that in the Super Bowl. Back to back weeks. All right, guys, what a great show. Talking Head, thank you so much for the Super Chat contributions. We truly appreciate you guys and your support. Uh, just being here, that's all we really care about. <laughs> uh, love my Niners, but I can't pick after how they've been playing. They haven't played a great wide receiver this year and about to play at least two. Uh, he's right. Like, look, Higgins is there. I don't know what. But there's something going on with Higgins and the Bengals. I don't know if they're trying to trade him. He might be a healthy scratch on Sunday, which means he's traded. Like if he's not, if he doesn't play on Sunday, he'll be traded. Um, but Jamar Chase, I feel like the Niners, they've done well against him. It's Higgins. It's, it, that's the that's their their X factor. And then it's it's freaking old man Boyd. Like I love Tyler Boyd. I, man. Freaking, he's just a freaking he's just a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's the veteran. It's that. It's those two pieces. And if I see Irv Smith Jr. catch any passes in this game, yo, how many you yards had him did we give fantasy, up? To, didn't you? I no, I just don't want I just didn't <laughs> like I don't want to have any relapses or any more tight end university guys doing what I watched TJ Hawkinson do. To the 49ers that was ridiculous i've never seen us give up that many yards to a tight end and it wasn't even routes they were just wide open underneath throws that has to stop yeah yep that has do to your stop. job we're good john do you have a score prediction for the faithful out there i don't yet and i want to do two with purdy and with sam darnold um you know with purdy i could see like a 27 21 game i could see okay. that with sam darnold i could see kind of a 21 uh 20 type game 
Uh, I'm not really betting against the spread a lot this week. I did jump in at three and a half points whenever it was at its low point. It's already ticking back up. Super smart. Uh, so probably not going to bet a lot on the spread this week, but I like the 49ers to win this game, uh, but they've got to prove it. They've got to prove it. Here's my thing. I got to give you 2-2 because I didn't think about giving 2-2 because I'm just assuming that Brock Purdy is going to be clear to go because that was the weirdest concussion protocol situation that I've ever witnessed in my entire 43 years. Am I 43? I don't know how old I am. 42. In my 42 years on this earth, that was weird. That was weird, right? News drops. Oh, my gosh. There's no way he's clearing concussion protocol right now. Dude is 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 playing non-contact football as of right now it's like what stage five of six uh, four or five and then yeah so brock if brock plays it's 31 21 oh i like that if sam Darnold plays it's 28 21 okay wow i don't think we skip a beat because i think kyle shanahan realizes that he has to be better and by him being better meaning listen i gotta he has to get back into trusting his guys and all of the guys. There's not even a reason why Ronnie Bell shouldn't get a touch. You can't give Ronnie Bell one screen pass. They won't know it's coming. He'll get you seven to eight yards. But what if it breaks for more? And if it goes for negative, that's okay because our regular players get negative yards. You, you Like Kyle, Kyle to me is too vanilla. The team is just vanilla. Let's get some chocolate in there. Let's get some Neapolitan. Let's get some Rocky Road. Let's get some butter pecan recan. Let's get some different flavors on this board. Let's go Baskin Robbins on this team right now. They got to beat the Bengals by any means necessary, bro. They can't lose three straight. No, good teams don't do that. Good teams don't do that. Take us home, bro. Man, awesome show. And appreciate you, Wayne. I know you got a busy work day and making time for us in the community. I know you got a show with Mike later, who's like one of my top five people I've ever met in my life. So shout out to you and Mike. But that's going to do it for us here. Be faithful. Stay strong. You guys are incredible. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. I be sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks, and a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy be tipping nonstop, sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop, we be banging through your speakers. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy, the phone I preacher. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.